And I remember being right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Are you? Hello, McFly. And now, do you see that? The, I'm, it's recording now. I see it. Yeah. I'm just trying to get this shit figured out, homie. Like, dude, I don't hey, Skype guy. Just relax, bro. Relax, bro. All right. So you let me know when we're ready. All right. Um, I think I got a good idea. We're going to run through it every, we're going to do our thing. Yeah, let's just do our thing. time limit coming out of the black corner at a combined weight of 666 pounds i'm recording to you from markham asylum i'm recording to you from wayne manor and my name is xander hobbs and this is bobby i'm batman b and we're bringing you another edition of the wrestlecalypse it is upon us and it sure shit is it is upon us we are. It is upon us because we are recording to you from different areas on the Skype machine. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck do we have in store for these motherfuckers today? Well, I think uh, everybody has a little bit extra time on their hands, and uh, we're coming to entertain you. We're coming to talk about professional wrestling, and we, as we love to do, we have to start out with wrestling night in america Absolutely. and uh, we gotta start with aew yep dynamite what, what a great show it was man like they actually knew how to do the empty arena show better than the wwe did because man just that little nuance of them putting the wrestlers into their like corners really mm-hmm. really set the tone made it made it so much different dude yeah, it made it a lot different, um, and especially because it also, like, furthers this, like, collegial atmosphere they have going, you know? So it was cool, like, and then, and some of that interaction ended up ended up affecting some matches in the night, like... No, it uh, didn't. No. MJF tried to, to give some advice, and unfortunately, right. they, uh, Butcher the Blade, they took the loss, as they should have, obviously, because they were going up against... Jurassic Express. Yes, yes. Um, you know it's crazy though because I've watched some empty like I used to watch um what is it, the ultimate fighter. And those mm-hmm. are like essentially like empty arena matches, but then they have their corners talking to them. So that brings like a better nuance to the system because you can hear them and it brings like it brings that up to another level, but versus like what WWE did and there was nobody there. You know, I mean the most entertaining thing was Triple H like commentating or an Oscar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just speaking like crazy Japanese. But like what AEW did, they took that like um, that mixed martial arts kind of segment in 
and they it just it just changed the whole dynamic of the show and it just it it made me stop what i was doing and just watch the whole thing you know what i'm saying I agree. I agree. And also, I think, again, it's like AEW is very good about like leveraging the people who are over and protecting the talent right. and developing. And so how do you start off this weird for them? It's super weird because like WWE has the advantage to just be like, bring everything to the performance center. Yeah. Still everything on TV. AEW's like, well, we've got con- like they're not quite that stature yet. And then but I thought Cody Rhodes opening the show a great way. And then have Matt Jackson and Kenny Omega come out. Uh, was really awesome because like, they're always kind of like they're always kind of right there like pulling the curtain back a little bit yeah, but still no, and it was very like it was very like theater-esque you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the way they were like talk especially when kenny omega got on the mic it just i, I don't know like when i saw that first promo at first when i saw it i'll admit i'm like ah oh, shit they're gonna start it off like this and then when omega came in i was like oh now now i'm ready for the show and he's like bring out the the fireworks bring out the lights and let's do this and then and then it just went like it was dude imagine if they did this show in front of a live crowd this would probably be the best dynamite you know yeah well and and we'll talk about it why uh a little bit as we go through it but i loved how they just the first match of the evening was the best friends and the lucha bros yeah just started off bullet yeah and then obviously you know you have orange cassie but then you also have the death triangle so you get the bastard coming in and right. uh there I was mean, no bastard though. What's up? There was no bastard. There's no bastard. Oh no, there wasn't. That's right. But there I'm was. saying like they're they're developing this like six way thing. There's these right. three and yeah. three. Um but I also liked how uh no hugs, Chucky e. T and Trent. <laughs> That's um, right. Um, yeah, I did like how um, Orange Cassidy was um falling asleep in the um co- commentary booth. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then, yeah. you know, what else is cool? I mean, obviously, uh, Lucha Bros go over. But what was cool is, like, um, MJF and Sean Spears gambling. And then they get they get Tony Schiavone into it. I thought that was great. Like That's great. No, and that's what I like about it. Like, they really, and that's why they kind of made it, like, I haven't watched a lot of them, but it's, like, um, uh, shit. The, the show about... The, the fictitious show about luchadors. What's that? Uh, Lucha, uh, Lucha Underground? Yeah. I almost felt like this had some like elements of that it, because they pulled it, the curtain so back and they like made them, you know, it was like just a little bit. That's all, you know. No, like, you're honestly right. Dude, I felt that same thing too, though, you know? Um, what was, what I, thought I, was gonna... helped, I thought that helped sell the show versus like what WWE did. Yeah, I mean it was night and day. Um, I mean the women's match was even good with um Hikaru Shida, Chris Statlander, um, what's her name? Uh, not what um, uh, what's his what that what's that chick's name? I forget. Ford, uh, Penelope Ford. Ford, and then Riho. Great match, really great yeah, match. That that Riho, uh, you know, even though she had the title and she she's kind of now like. She works really good as the underdog performer because of her size. Well, they built, they really buried Riho when they put the title on her because it's like they put the title on her and then they did a WWE move and then she disappeared. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just like, and it was just like, I like her, but it's just like, it just, you know, there was nothing to go behind. But then the thing is also, like I said last week, that we need more beat Priestley. We also need more um, Penelope Ford. 
because she's really good in the ring. And I and I yeah, like the with but, the other guy. But this was certainly um, Hikaru Shida's match. Oh, for sure. I bet the way she just nailed her with that running knee. Wow. Yeah. That was- yeah. Exactly. Ford looked really good. Statlander looked really good. Riho, you know, I mean, Riho is like. I'm not looking for her to do anything fantastic. She's already been the champion, you know? know. So it's like, but she's good. So I thought... that match, though, so it was good. It's just like, finally, the women's division is kept getting gaining some traction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're going to talk about that a little bit later, though. Okay, fine. So what do we got? So where, what did I jump too far for? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I like the women's match, but I think there's a lot of nuances. The women's division, there's a lot of nuance we'll talk about later. Uh, okay. Obviously, pushing the blade, continue to do jobs. Because they suck, and yeah. uh, <laughs> Jungle but, Boy and Luchasaurus don't suck. They're really good, really over. They need uh, to push um, Luchasaurus like even more, because when he hit that hot tag, and he was just throwing those spin kicks, man, Luchasaurus is like the truth. Seriously. I know. I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, a dinosaur of his age, with his education, he certainly oh. does have educated feet. And oh, he shows. I wish Jim Ross would say that when he was commentating. I was like, why is he not saying this? Educated <laughs> feet of Luchasaurus. <laughs> I know, yeah. It was really, really good. Um, interesting side note, I was uh, spinning through the Instagram uh, gloriousness, and uh, Jungle Boy had a drone video, apparently, over the last couple of days. He climbed an electrical tower, and... It's this, I want to say it must be like, it must be somewhere up by like um, Griffith Park. Because when he gets to the top, it's just like, you know, downtown LA and this whole thing. And right. I'm just like, they're so over. And that's super cool that he did that. And I'm just like, I love them as a tag team. I love their whole uh, three man shtick. And uh, they've got gold there, man. Like, I mean, and they're doing a good job with the slow burn. I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you because. Jurassic Express is like one of my favorite things about AEW, besides like LeChampion and Moxley and Cody Rhodes, you know what I mean? Jurassic Express is right up there, you know what I mean? Like they just they have really have a lot, they're gaining a lot of traction. And like obviously the, you know, we didn't have that this week, but the crowd's just behind them. And this is what that's what the most important thing is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they're super fun. And like when they make appearances on things like Being the Elite or Road Two or whatever. They're just, it, I just feel like they're a bunch of dudes having a super great time on this like ride. Yeah. And yeah. it's fun. And then Luchasaurus is like, I don't know, Kane esque. Like for an athlete yeah. that who can do that, like, he's I mean, it's freak. very, very rare, man. Like he's a specimen. Do you see the way the guy throws those kicks? And like, it's just, he, I mean, Kane is a specimen. He was a specimen. But Luchasaurus takes it to the next level, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Just to how, like, agile he is and how clean he is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I think I need more of him, you know? I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's weird. They, they've they been slow to put them in singles matches. Whereas, when right. you, like, when you look at, like, Best Friends, Trent has gotten a lot. And then when you look at, like, um... Some of the other uh, tag teams, like lower card tag teams, obviously. Yeah. So their guys have been getting um, some, some singles run. But overall, uh, very impressed with how they handled this. Um, up to this point, you watch it, you're like, oh, this is great. You're pumped on the Lucha, the 
Lucha Express match, but it's like we've got the two biggest things. So number one, we find out who the exalted one is. Yes, that's right. And um, I, 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 like I said, I know in past, if you go into the archives, I've said Matt Hardy would be a shoe in, but like I'm willing to see how it, we do it with Brody Lee. I'm willing to see how that happens. But I think you also said uh, last week, maybe even we can check the archives. Uh, Matt Hardy was a red herring. Yeah. Oh no, he is. But like I said, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why, like, that's why I was like, oh, he's not going to be the exalted one because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're just doing too much. But um, I mean, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves because with Matt Hardy, you know, we all know that he joined the elite because they killed so, Nick Jackson. Yeah, they killed Nick Jackson. So, <laughs> um, but um, I also like so yeah we are getting ahead of ourselves but anyways so yes um the Brody Lee segment was cool he kind of he kind of shots fired about you know out of touch old men a uh, kind of an ode to the who also referred to Vince as an out of touch old man um and that that was really good I'm I'm wary of them making the Dark Order a big thing though I think with Brody Lee We're- Coming in, it, it make it could it has the potential to really elevate it. So, I think so because I mean now I'm more I'm more interested in the Dark Order. I've, you know, with Brody Lee in it. You know what I mean? And we'll see. I mean, this is a mid card like Greek gang. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. anything that because I heard a lot of smarks on the internet going, "Oh, it's just another WWE cast off." I was like, "No, it's a mid card thing." And Brody Lee's a mid card guy, but like we'll see what he can do. You know what I mean? It's a good. They're giving him a shot. So I think that'd be all right. I mean, and then so if we move forward to the the um, the advantage to blood and guts, and obviously mm-hmm. Inner Circle got it. And uh, by the way, Chris Jericho was gold on the mic, you know, when yeah. he was was commentating. And he was a little less heelish than he I think he would have been with and a that, crowd. That's what I wanted to lead in with because this is what I like about when heels do commentary. He was putting people over, but yet putting his crew over. And that's just like, it's shit that Mr. Perfect did when he was on the mic. It's shit that Shawn Michaels did when he was commentating. It's just like, they're they're doing their due diligence because it's like, yes, you have to put those guys over. You can't just bury them. But then now you have to put yourself over. It was great. I Chris Jericho did, he was perfect on that. Because that's yeah. it's what reminded me of back in the day. Yeah, and it's also like it's a classic way of getting mileage out of one of your biggest stars without having to put them in the ring, right? Yeah. It's like ooh, the whole commentary, putting people on commentary is really cool. Like you said, even, um, you know, having Asuka and Triple H on the mic was one of the highlights of, you know. Triple H was great on the mic on that SmackDown thing. He was so awesome. Like, I agree. How he was burying Michael Cole. Like it was, it was fantastic, dude. What do you need to, Jesus? I know. I mean, I'm. I feel. I felt like I was the only one that was doing it. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, the Matt Hardy thing was cool. Uh, bringing Vanguard two in, coming out on the balcony. You can only imagine the pop it would have gotten with a full oh, crowd. Yeah, I know. Makes, I, I know. We've talked about it. We we saw it when they brought the Hardy boys back at WrestleMania. Uh, and the new the new day was supposed to come out, and then it was the Hardy Boys instead. And it's like you felt that pop. I could only imagine how it would have been to see Matt Hardy come out that way, because I, I feel like he's been disappointed when he wasn't the Exalted. 
Like yeah, if I think there was like, a crowd, like Brody Lee would have come out, it wouldn't have been a big pop. It would have been like a oh. No, it would have been a big pop because they were doing it in Rochester. That's his hometown. Uh, maybe. So that's why they saved it for that. But I mean, um, with Matt Hardy, could you imagine the whole thing crowd chanting delete? You know what I mean? So it's just like I mean, this is like it was great. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. A dynamite continues to roll. They've got a really good thing going. Um, they're obviously going to be faced with some huge challenges based on, I mean, I feel like Tony Khan's got money and they're going to, they're going to be able to ride this out, you know, yeah. in a way, like, but I think definitely they stand, you know, it's a big hit to their development. Right. Uh, but wrestling in America, like we always talk about, there's two shows and, yeah. uh, NXT was more like a, um, like, uh, yeah, it was weird. I want to say it was almost like uh, it used to be like, you know, baseball tonight. It was like I know. a recap and analysis. Triple H was on it. Uh, I really liked the kind of doing the recap of the Chompa Gargano feud because yeah. like I didn't I don't even remember like all of the nuances and all of the moments of it and to have them kind of go through it that way, I thought was really great. Um, yeah. It was, like I said, the recap show was good. If you're not up to date with any of that stuff, it was okay. But it's or, like, if you're up, if you're a total wrestling nerd and you're like, yes, I, w- I want to hear Joey Gargano and Chava talk about this because, like, I would watch that anyways, right? I'm a total but, wrestling nerd, and I was like, I couldn't care less about any of that because I know it all. So that's well, just me. That's well, just me. I guess. Yeah, I actually, it is. I actually came prepared this week, Bobby. So. Hey, it was the first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. But he right. was curious. I think part of I, it, it's a curious decision, I guess. I mean, I know they wanted to. I know they wanted to break up the monotony, so I get it. You know what I mean? Because um, that SmackDown was barely serviceable because of Edge, and then and then the Reigns thing was actually good, and then that Raw thing just sucked a big fat. You know what? You know what I mean? It was terrible. That yeah. Stone Cold Becky Lynch segment was okay. Well. You tell me when we're ready to go there. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to talk about NXT. It's like, I wish they would have actually had some wrestling and stuff. I think it would have been better. Written more. I personally, I liked, you know, uh, I liked the Joey Gargano and Ciampa thing, um, kind of breaking down their feud and like, kind of like adding to the storyline because last week I said how I didn't really care about it anymore. It's like, they've fucking been wrestling forever. Like, and I don't want to watch them wrestle forever. But this at least gives a little bit more heat, a little bit more um, action for the next whatever segment they're going to do. Obviously, um, everything is in flux now. So Can I tell you something off topic, though? Sure. Like, um, I'm really popular on Instagram since I just got on here. Like, I'm just getting so many hits, you know what I'm saying? Like, And it's just good for the WrestleOcalypse, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I know. I love, I love the four likes you get and and two of them are, are horsemen, so that's good. I don't know why. Hey, why isn't Bloodbath like Bloodbath liking any of your shit? 
Because he's never fucking on the shit. He just, I think he came on once in a while and then he actually like, he, he um got my request to like follow him. So I was just like, I don't know. Bloodbath is, he, bloodbath is bloodbath, you know? And um, he's still feeling all hippity hoppity because of his six for six predicts. But... Oh, oh, I know. I, well, when we get onto this next thing, like we'll see what happens. Do we have any paper? We don't have pay-per-views coming up. Dude, well, I mean, I don't, well, I mean, I, WrestleMania. Oh, God. That's going to be the shit. And then, you know what sucks? It's like, Drew McIntyre is going to get his moment, but like, it's not no going to be. be no one's no going to be. Gonna AJ Styles is going to get his moment. No He's one's gonna... not getting his moment, dude. The Undertaker's not going to fucking win, dude. Did you see him? He barely he came out with no shirt on. <laughs> He looked good. He looked good. Oh, wait, like, he, he actually did. He did. He looked good. Yeah. But Styles is going to win. I hope so. I mean, I'm pointing over here. You guys can't see it, but I've got the AJ Styles. Like, I'm I'm all in, man. Yeah, me too. I'm I not wearing my AJ Styles shirt. I'm not wearing my shirt, though, so. So, so this is not the even good half, right? Make, what's up? Is this the first half? Are we done? We're close. We're close. Um, the one thing I was going to mention was uh, even with the um, the empty empty thing, I did like the interaction with Bray Wyatt and John Cena. That was good. That was it good. Was good. I agree like, with you. That was good. Um, that was good. Edge, Edge uh-huh. was really good. Edge was good because they had yeah. that video package. I'm all about that, man. Like I am. I think I liked how Edge like. Uh, Beth Phoenix was gonna announce my retirement, but then you you did this, so now like, yeah. and then you got like Evil Edge, which is it's I a good mean, place. To- we have Evil Edge and and then the just sadistic Orton, so it's yeah, like yeah. it's two good things. And then now we have uh we have WrestleMania for two days. We have two days of WrestleMania. Look at two it, days, fans, zero crowd. Let's the fans that. got what they wanted. Two days of WrestleMania, but nobody in the fucking crowd. <laughs> I love yeah. the irony. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I, we gotta have something funny during these times. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I liked it. I saw um, a, like uh, an Onion esque article about how like uh, God finally gets his payback on Vince McMahon and like just goes through like oh, and how God, God, yeah, <laughs> and how obviously God and Shawn Michaels were tag partners, like just going through it. It was very good. That was, was tremendous. Yeah. That was tremendous. It was. It was very good. And, you know, like I said, uh, first half, pretty much that's it. It's unfortunate because basically we don't know if a what AEW is going to do moving forward. We no. know that at least WWE, they've got the infrastructure. They can continue to have live shows. So we'll see what they do. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling is pretty much shelved. Um, everybody. Do you, so, do you think WWE would allow AEW to use the Performance Center? No, absolutely not. Probably Never. not. <laughs> no. I think what you're more likely to see is them to set up shop in, at the Carolina Stadium because they're not going to do it. They can't Jackson. do anything. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I'm all, I'm all thrown out because, dude, before we get – okay, last part of the first half. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? Oof. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? Not what people expected to happen. I know, man. Like – Wow. Todd I mean, Gurley for the Falcons? Two years oh. ago, he was 
he had the biggest contract, and I was like, Geez. and then we have um we have Peyton Manning to the Colts for a year, or not Peyton Manning, <laughs> um Philip Rivers to the Colts. Yeah, I, I, when we're talking about washed up quarterbacks, I could see how you get Peyton Manning and Philip Rivers. I know, I know, I know. I mean, at least all my Cowboys are in sync, so it's just like it's okay, you know. I feel, I agree with that, and when, and then they have a real coach now. Yeah, I mean, so so we're good. While 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 the fucking the Houston Texans just made the dumbest of moves of all time. Go well, on. No, the, Go so on. they got rid of they got rid of um Hopkins for draft picks. Uh, they got they got David Johnson a second and then a fourth in in twenty twenty one. Are you serious, bro? Well, especially with like. Look at your look at look at your management. Are you really gonna strike gold because you're so good at draft picks? Uh, <laughs> Dude, surprised. What was uh, uh, what was it? Teddy Bridgewater signed with Carolina. Yeah, and then and, Cam Newton. It's a job. Well, yeah, but Cam Newton started doing shitty once he went vegan. Oh, that's he's that's a, the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, fucking red meat, man. You're yeah. fucking football. Jesus, but yeah, football. It's like. I wanted to go to ESPN to just read some calm shit. And it was like, football is just as crazy as the real world. I was yeah. like, Tom Brady, fucking Tampa Bay. Brady like, goes to Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm laughing Gruden, at all the Patriots fans right now, though, because they're all tripping. Yeah, of course, because they're like, Mookie Betts and Tom Brady. Wah, wah, wah. But this is a Bill Belichick make or break moment, dude. He's either the genius or he was just riding, riding that coattail. So we'll see. Yeah, because Tom Brady, Tom Brady's got some great receivers in uh, Tampa Bay, dude. And I'm not sleeping on Bruce Arians, Arians, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. He's he wears nice hats, and he he's a really smart coach. So I mean, uh, dude, Tampa Bay just like changed the game. So like on paper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but Drew Brees. He's back for two years at 50 mil. So, I mean, I don't know. Hey, I don't know how much better they're going to be than. I always tell people when they get excited, we'll see what happens when the ball snaps. So, that's what it comes down to. It does. It does. But I'm going to take a powder and we're going to come back with some cool shit. Boom.
Once again, here's your favorite segment, Bobby's favorite segment, the Dark Lord's favorite segment, and my mom's favorite segment. What do we like to call it? Cool shit. What do we have going, Bobby, first? I think we got some special deliveries. Oh, we got the mailbag. All right. Yeah. Because you know what? The mail keeps on getting delivered, even in these crazy times. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And as I let me pull this up on my machine. And so here we go. Hold on. So this one's from Blood Skies. Interesting name. What are your thoughts on the MT Arena shows that WWE is doing? What are their likes? What are your dislikes? What improvements can they be made? Bobby, I'm going to let you lead off on this one. Um, number one like is Triple H on the mic. Yes. I think uh, number one dislike is WWE does not know how to make a television show. Yeah. So, like a lot of what they do, and they've gotten into this thing where it's like they're always relying on like the the surprise the all these different things get the pop from the crowd and then it it like and then you ride that momentum and there's something to be said about that and they do it well and i don't want to take that away but when they don't have that they don't know how to write like a good wrestling show you know and that's just what it is it's like and that's probably that's why Brody lee and matt hardy and john moxley and Chris Jericho are working for someone Cody else. Rhodes. Uh, yeah, and Cody Rhodes. Thank you. The guy who's... What I was going to say is it's like, dude, like, the nostalgia of the matter was cool for, like, five minutes, like, with what the WWE did. And then it got to where, like, you know, me, as a person with ADHD, I was just like, okay, um, I'm bored because they're just doing fill-ins and stuff like that. Um, and then... You know, look at what AEW did. The improvements that what they could do, look at what AEW did. Having some of the wrestlers in the crowd, like having that little nuance there, like some semblance of like crowd reactions. You know what I mean? Look at how like good MJF and all them were in. You know, like Sean Spears, like going, oh, I got 300 bucks on you, dinosaur. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same shit like that. So, dude, AEW like took that and they took it to another level. So it's just like, if WWE plans on doing this shit for WrestleMania, like, something different so one thing i think uh i liked and like to your point is um aw kind of like recognized what was going on yes and so and by recognizing it with the cody rhodes thing and then and then but also like parlaying that into their overall night of story where i don't feel like wwe is like pretended like nothing was different yeah and then you know, except for Triple H was on the mic, and then obviously NXT was a clip show, but like, but Triple and Raw, Mike was just genius, dude. It was great. It was great. I mean, I mean, uh, and I, I loved Oscar on the mic on Raw. Right. Well, Oscar reminded me of like when uh, they had Shinsuke Nakamura do commentary and refused talking English. And just <laughs> talking in Japanese. Yeah, so, yeah. I like. Sure. Obviously, they're willing to go back to that uh, well, but um. But I uh, think the, uh, we can think of improvements that they could do or no. WWE? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that definitely, um, you know, 
I feel they could have done more like de- like AEW did about involving, especially because their roster is so big. Right. Like, right. They could have yeah. had more interaction, um, especially like the worst show is Raw because it that those well those writers and that talent they don't know what to do when there isn't a read like oh I even, know but it's even like, the house show has a shit ton of people. I know, I know. So they come into this, and they were so woefully unprepared, you well, know. I'm just, WWE is fucked when WrestleMania comes around because it's like they that it's gonna fucking suck, honestly. Like I, we're gonna watch it, obviously, but it's it's gonna be like not good. It's not gonna have the same impact, you know. The lifeblood of professional wrestling is the crowd, and then it's just like with AEW doing that little thing that they did made a huge hell of a lot of a difference. Yeah difference but i gotta warn you obviously is my shit bro oh that's right my bad it's okay um you're lucky i can't super kick you through the because of our social distancing oh yeah but the thing is even if we weren't social distancing you wouldn't be able to super kick me true but i think luchasaurus even with social distancing, could still super kick someone. I think his Probably. legs are that long. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, and especially with that tail whip. Oh, so, the tail whip, indeed. Yeah. indeed. All but right. I, thank, like, thank you, Blood Scott, for the question. Yeah, and to su- summarize, though, I don't think WWE can do anything. I don't think it's in their DNA. They can't adapt to this. They're no. going to go to the Performance Center, throw their shows out there, and hope that like the loyalty of the fans and the the power the power of some of their uh, characters like carries them through this. What but, characters? Like, I, what characters? Like I like we said, dude. I'm interested in um, Edge and uh, and Orton. You know, I'm interested in seeing if you know maybe the Undertaker does go like lets AJ Styles go over. You know, like nice. I'm not interested. And the Undertaker continuing to destroy the best tag team in the world. But I know. I don't, when, was they, when was the time they won? I don't know. <laughs> I, at a uh, crown jewel? <laughs> yeah, right. That was the last time they won. That was the last time. And then they became right. jobbers. Jesus. Oh, next question. Yeah. Next question. Next, next question. This is from Captain America's Beard once again. AEW Women's, AEW women's division has been improving. What are your thoughts about how the improvement's been going and what should they do to improve more? I'm going to go ahead first. Um, with them with them putting B Priestley and um, Penelope Ford on deck, I'm okay with this. Um, more Statlander, and, like, those guys can work, and we need to see more of that. You know, let's, let's put more of the people that can work, and let's just, like, and let's just put that to the forefront. And I think that's what can make it go. I'm not so I don't know what you think. So No, I agree with that. I think uh one of the biggest things is the heel turn of Britt uh, Baker. Britt Baker and then protecting her and letting her just cut promos and like yeah. build her heat. I think that's really good. That's because good, yeah. they're like uh and and obviously you can correct me, but I feel like they were they went with Riho and were very like Japanese wrestler heavy because they didn't really have a lot of talent. They've right. been able to acquire 
some of these good indie women wrestlers that have increased their roster. I think Nyla Rose has gotten better. Um, No. No. I mean, she's better. No. I didn't think she was good. No. So, um, so yeah, so they, they, they went from the Japanese wrestlers. They've got some good indie women wrestlers. Uh, I think the Britt Baker heel turn is really good. I think getting the belt off Rio was good. Um, for our division. And I think that, uh, it, I think they're going to continue to go. I think, um, no offense to her. I think Brandy Rhodes not wrestling is good. I think yes. getting rid of, getting rid of the nightmare faction was good. Yes, for the I did love, uh, I did love Brandy Rhodes using her belt and whip it on. Um, that was cool. That I was awesome. That. And then what I can tell you though, too, is, um, um, I don't like, I still don't like Nyla Rose with the belt, but I know they're going to have it on her, but they need to build someone out. B Priestley is going to be the next one to take the, take the job, do the job. And like, I would love to do see a think, heel versus, I, what? Uh, do you think Shikaru? Uh, I, it looks like they're building up Hikaru Shida. Like to, they're not going to take the belt off. Um, because I think they're going to make Nyla Rose have the belt for a long time. But it's just like, so B Priestley's next in line for a title shot. And then, and then I mean, I would like Hikaru Shida to be the next one to take the belt off um, Rose. And then we can have a Britt Baker-Hikaru Shida feud, which would be tremendous. I think that would be good, too. I agree. I agree. So, nice. you Captain America's beard. Although I imagine he's shaved it because he needs to wear his N9 mask to protect himself. Boom, which is a great segue to our next question. So this is from Rachel. So what's your guys' stake on the COVID-19 issue? Should we be worried? What should we do? What is being done? What are you guys' thoughts? Bobby, lead it off because I can't. I can't because I'm trying not to breathe the COVID-19. It's a serious thing, and you should listen to what everyone's saying and don't do dumb shit. Like, this is a. Uh, what are we doing? What are we what? doing? Like, what? We're what not, are, like, what are we doing? What are you and I doing? Yeah, like we're, I'm saying for versus COVID nineteen. Like, we're recording this on the fucking Skype machine for the first time ever. Ever. You know, and the reality is. Um, you know, many of our listeners or whatever, I guess my thing would be like this. It's like, it's a socially responsible thing to do. And it's the empathetic thing to do because in the end, most of us won't like, I don't know. It's, it's a real fucking thing. That's all I'm saying. It's like, it's a real thing. Listen to what they're saying. Don't, you know, do the social distancing. Don't go to a 30 person party and whatever. Um, and, uh, it's going to be an interesting ride going forward. Like wrestling, it'll be interesting. There are people like in nine months, like there could, we could be easily getting tickets to any pay-per-view you want. Like AEW may not, like we don't like it, it has the potential to disrupt the economic. I mean, basketball is canceled. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's when I started taking it seriously when basketball got canceled. My hair looks great, by the way. Um, yeah, I would say it does, and especially on the like like the upward tilt of yeah. the camera. 
because it gives you a little bit like the volume on the pump looks nice. I I have to um, thank my brother-in-law, Thomas. Like that's a shout out. But anyway, so back onto this thing, though. Um, I started taking it seriously when the basketball got canceled. And then plus I started taking it seriously because my other side job or my other job, that's not even my side job. It's my real job. It's like I take care of elderly people. So, you know what I mean? We have to, like, I've been cutting promos on people's families that don't get it and they want to come over and visit. I was like, you are going to kill your, your, like, you know, your mom or your dad if you keep coming over, if you have it. Because people like me and Bobby will survive, but we don't want to fucking spread it to, like, some 85-year-old fuck, you know, that's not going to be able to take it. Or some kid that's, like, three years old. You know what I'm saying? has some immune deficiency yeah it's just like i and just to be completely honest with you guys i'm at high risk i have asthma you know so my 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 immune system is compromised so it's just like i would like it the best if people would just listen to this for the meantime and then just like do their due diligence and just stay the fuck at home stock up on alcohol stock up on netflix watch movies get board games and just fuck off until we figure this out Yes, and also L.A. County, because we live in Southern California, dispensaries are essential businesses. And that is true. And like I said, and like I did, like, and I will say, if you can look in the archives, I did downplay this a little bit. But like, we you did. Know, we had a last week, but we were also serious. Like, we told people, wash your hands. Like, yeah. don't hoard toilet paper, which still, the hoarding thing, so, it's like. It's still going on. It's people. still going like, on. You're actually making it worse. Yeah, just, just three pounds of chicken. What I'm pissed off about is the people that are panicking and they're fucking up because, like I said, I run a business. You know, what I mean, I and like we need to stock up. But like the thing is, you motherfuckers out there that are tripping out, you know, that plan on shitting like 12 times a day are ruining it for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Fuck off. Relax. Take yeah. a step back and fuck your own ass. Because this just all you have to do is listen to what everybody is saying. And that's it. Please. Yeah. And this is one of those cool instances where, like, the scientists and the doctors are actually the ones now at the forefront. Like, it's cool to see Garcetti. Like I said, we live in L.A. uh, or Newsom. But when the old lady with the white hair who's a doctor and leads the L.A. County of Health comes in, like, that's what you listen to. And that's the whole deal. And it's like, this is going to, I believe this will fundamentally change the way a lot of things work because it's good that people are forced to invest in telecommuting. Right. Because it's bullshit. There's many people who, especially in LA, who travel from fucking Lancaster down to downtown LA to do data entry. They could do it at their house. And not have to travel, not be stuck in traffic, not do the carbons, all the shit. And I feel like it's like this is going to be a seminal moment, like where a lot of things are going to change. All, and- I'm, saying, all I'm saying is like, look at this is the last part I'm going to have can have with this, and then we're going to move on to our next segment. Is you think you're you think you you guys are pissed out there that you can't do shit? My concerts have been canceled, all of them, every single one of them. You know what I mean? I can't go out and do things. I don't like staying at home. But the thing is, it's just like, dude, it's it's a whole semblance of just 
you know, we can't just go wash your hands and wash your ass anymore. And it's just like, just listen and do yourself a favor and just listen to everybody else and shut the fuck up. Yes, and I'm going to end it with this, too. All you assholes who are running around saying, like, it's not a big deal because we're going to have a vaccine. Uh, guess what? There's a million fucking people who don't think vaccines are real. That's part of the fucking problem, yeah. too. Eat your shit. All of you assholes. And one more yeah. time. And one more time. It says just two washed hands do a thousand more than a thousand. Hold on a second. I, I fucked it up. So I like yours, Bobby, but. It says two washed hands can do more than a thousand clasped in prayer. So just remember that. Boom. Fire sneakers. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to say it right now. Um, We will have at the end of this episode, a 20 second song. You can listen to to wash your goddamn hands. Yeah, Dan, you got you got to work on that. Oh, but. I got it. I already have it. I already have it. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What's next on the agenda, my friend? We got fire sneakers. Yes, and again, so I did not get my fire sneakers. Um, I wanted to really get them. They sold out super fast, and they're selling on the secondhand market. Those were these uh, the anniversary dunks. They came in Kentucky and Tennessee colors. Tennessee is disgusting. It's orange. I cannot I even look I at it. And that shit. Uh, yeah. And so also just with the change in shows, I haven't had a chance to uh, you know, to just like go through with the fine uh the fine uh the fine tooth comb um on what people are wearing. So fire sneakers well, tell you that, I'm looking at these girls in bathing suits right now on the black crap dog thing. Are they so, wearing sneakers? No. No, no sneakers. My bad. It's okay. okay. All right. Sorry. Let's go ahead. Yeah, right. that was, that's the extent of it. Like, we didn't have any good um, fire sneakers this week. Uh, and again, a lot of it is just because everything's kind of weird, you know? Like, Yeah, we can't really. I mean, Bailey was wearing. I'm trying to see what Bailey was wearing. She doesn't really wear fire sneakers, though. No, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of the, a lot of the. Um, what do soccer moms wear? Uh, sketch your shape ups. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, what is what is Goldberg? Goldberg? What is, was he wearing? Crocs. What do old ass men wear? Oh, he was probably wearing those like strappy sandals with socks, like gold toe yeah. socks. He's that he old. Wears, like um, uh, Birkenstocks with socks. Because that's what old people wear. That is. Well, yeah, because, you know, they've got foot issues. All right. So we could just go right into our top five, bottom five then, I guess. Yes. All right. You started off, Bobby B. Okay. So my top five, obviously, um, it's been tough. Uh, There's been a lot of amazing things going on. Last week, obviously, it just seemed that everyone named Bobby was doing great, great things. This week, it's going to be a little bit differently. So, number five, um, really great loss. Uh, really proud of the way he um, he performed. I got to go with King Corbin. 
that was from this week, actually. He actually, he had to fight Mojo Riley, Elias, and none other than Gronkowski. Can you me right here? All right, here we go. What? What? We're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. Number five, King Corbin, because what? of his. That's yeah. It's the top five, bro. It's my top oh. five. Uh, I, all right. Okay, go ahead. This is egregious. Go. Wow. We're not even close to being egregious. So, obviously, number five is King Corbin because of how he was excellent in defeat. Then, number four, I feel I need to go with... Um, I got to go with Andrade. I mean, the way he the way he wrestled in the loss against Rey Mysterio, a legend. I mean, that's a good loss. You're only going to get momentum from that. <laughs> so that that was really good. Um, number three, I feel like I really have to go with. Um, it's so tough because there's so many good. It's just like the top five is so stacked right now. But I think I need to go with, obviously, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. It was 316 day. Wow. I was going to put him number one, but, I mean, I have, I have standards. Number two, The Undertaker, because he's securing his victory at the next WrestleMania. I mean, he's got the streak, right? He's never lost. Wow. And wow. then obviously, number one, we got to stick with the WWE universe is uh, John Cena because. What the fuck are you talking about? You just stand toe to toe with the fiend like he did, empty arena, but still not be shaken. He's are not going to be changed. He's not going to be changed. He's still going to be doing. He's still going to be shaking babies and kissing hands. Okay, no kissing fat chicks. Are you serious? Top five. Wow. All right. I mean, Top five, son. All right, my top five. Is that my really top... What? Your fucking Gatorade. It's Gatorade Zero. Oh. Zero sugar, no carbs. And then, and then I have, and then I have my uh, BCAAs right here. So we're just keeping it healthy, you know. Wow. All right, top five: Tully Blanchard. You know, just going in, being the horseman. You know, getting Sean Spears in there. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, wait. Are we, are you doing a historical top five? I don't. I'm not telling you that. Oh, okay. Go on, go on, go on then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My top five somehow wasn't, but you're you're you know, totally, Your top go, five on, suck, go on. Suck dicks. So, so number five was Sully Blanchard. Number four was um Nick Botwinkle, the um the um the manager of the Horsemen, you know, and also too the guy that was just he was. Everybody makes fun of Le Champion being 50 years old, but when Nick Bockwinkel is 50 years old, he was running the gambit. So yeah, that's number four. 
Number three, double A, Arn Anderson, the enforcer, the best spine buster in the business. He's He's still doing work today. The manager of Cody Rhodes. Coach. Oh, coach. Uh, uh, Strike that, reverse it. I did this again. Barry Windham, number number four. Barry Windham. The best, the best superplex on the planet. Six eight, just smooth as silk, can just bury you. And then number three, or number two, Arn Anderson. Number one, the nature boy. Woo! Ric Flair. And I don't have to explain that. That's my top five. It's very, it's very timely and relevant. That's a good top five. I like it. I mine's mine's obviously better than yours, so. Uh, John, what, uh, what the fuck, John Cena? John what, Cena? What Jesus. the fuck did I tell you about? Obviously, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bottom five. Bottom five, obviously. My shit. You got to go with um, number five. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Cody Rhodes. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Number four. Four. Why? I got to go with Kenny Omega. Oh, wow. Number three. I'm going to go with Matt Jackson. <laughs> Number two. Which pains me, my main man, Drunky Page, who wrestled well, wrestled well, but number one with a bullet, Seth Rollins. All right, all right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But fair enough. Honorable mention. Don't think Matt Hardy's coming out of this. You barely escaped, Matt Hardy. You're lucky because I will delete you. Delete. 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 All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I get it, I get it, I get it. I do like how delete and the elite, like, rhyme. Good. I hope they Good. have, like, a shirt that's, like, the elite. That'd be cool. But just saying. Yeah. Go on. Well, all Go right. on. My bottom five. President Donald Trump. That's number five. Um, Number four. Uh, Michael Cole, number three. The 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 writer that did the last season of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, I just I know it was Joss Whedon, but like it wasn't very good, so I didn't want to call him out. Number two, Bobby. No cell B. And number one, Seth Rollins. <laughs> I think uh, so. You want me to edit that out? You, what you meant is Bobby Roode. <laughs> no, no, I Bobby, meant, I meant Bobby, you. Bobby Lashley. No, Bobby no. <laughs> Bobby Murphy. No, okay. no, Bobby. No, so B. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Not everyone can have such a uh, nuanced uh, knowledge of wrestling like me. Who actually came up with a true bottom five? But you don't have a goddamn thing. What? You don't have a goddamn thing. So pump the brakes. 
What? All right, Stone Cold. Yeah. Hey, Monday was a celebration. So it was the drizzling shits. Dude, to see Becky, the man Lynch, and him. Did you see him in, the, in the truck? In the truck? It was so fucking terrible. It was so like, stupid. I know. I know. And it's like, <sighs> Stone Cold, like, come oh on. Oh, my God. I, 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 never, I never thought that I would be like, I was like, dude, Stone Cold, I want you off my screen. I never thought I would say that. I know. It's like you, never, your father, you're like, he's like, well, this is the path that uh, these other superstars have walked. So, right. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Let's get some walkout music going. Let's 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 get this shit going up against against the thing. Okay. So, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? No, I'll go first because you're not prepared. I'm totally prepared. I tried to play for you earlier, but go on. So, I'm gonna go with a cover of a co- not not a cover, but a cover, and uh, it's by this band called Carnifex, and they're playing um one of my favorite Nine Inch Nail songs, "Head Like a Hole." But it's heavy as fuck, and it's dope, and you're going to hear it right now. So there it is. I, I, Ooh, yeah, there it is. Boom. I, my, you're not gonna top mine. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think you like this band very much. So. What is it? Strawberry Girls. Dude, that song's good, and you like it, so shut the fuck up. But no, um, I think with everything going on, I think I had to go with it. But uh, so, Bob, my name is Bobby. Killing is my business, and business is oh, good. Wow, you're Megadeth? Wow. Of course I did. I'm a big Megadeth fan. I know, you, obviously, you're not, but. And let's check this shit out now because business is good.
those rhythms, dude. The rhythm. It's good stuff. So are you gonna make sure are you gonna make sure that this um episode drops appropriately on Wednesday? I'm gonna try. Because a lot of people were asking a lot of people were pissed. A lot of people that, were pissed. That's good. I do that purposely. <laughs> Pretty, you gotta you gotta build desire. It's a classic marketing play. Marketing one on one. You can uh, obviously with uh, everything going on, you can sign in. 1995 to my webcasts. I'll teach you how to market your podcast. What you do is you do it a day late and people go crazy. Two days late. It was up yesterday. It was two days late. Yeah, it wasn't really. It, it was two days late. Well, I'm just letting I, you know. They're loving it now. I had to edit out Tony. Mark's so what do we have next? We have some uh, match of the week, right? Match of the week. And this oh, is a dude, this is a good one. I'm very excited about this. I had to watch it when you told me about it. Um, it's a long time ago now, dude. Like, yeah, sure. I can't believe sure. how long it was. So it was WrestleMania 20. One, and it was Kurt Angle, American Dan. superstar. Dan. 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 Yes. Dan. Dan. And and who is he wrestling, Bobby? Who is he wrestling? You can't see it, but I'm doing the Shawn Michaels thing because it was Shawn Michaels. So like, Shawn Michaels is probably. The, the best. best ever. The like, best ever. Yeah. Like, uh, as of now, but I feel like there are some people in the game now who may surpass him. But anyways, right now, best. Uh, Kurt Angle is, to me, like, WWE has started, like, poaching these, like, real athletes that they consider, right? Like, um, Gronkowski, for instance, or Brock Lesnar, or Baszler, or all these. But Kurt Angle is, like, a beast, Olympic gold medalist. And he was kind of the first, like, and how he embraced the wrestling shtick was right. so good. And for him and Shawn Michaels to go together was, I mean, this could be the match of the week every week, almost. It's that good. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, the thing is, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler on the planet, like all, like all time, all time. If somebody asks me who's your favorite wrestler, Norman or Xander, I don't know who Norman is. Like that's my dog's name. Uh, they go, if you're who's your favorite wrestler, Xander, it's Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? But who's like next in line? You know what I mean? Like it's uh, Kurt Angle, and it's like we had this, um, we had this like match, and they had this rivalry. It's a, it's not a feud. It's not a feud, pal. It's a rivalry. And so we had this rivalry that was just so good. So, I mean, you show, you saw how Shawn Michaels was this wrestler that came back. And, like, he wasn't supposed to be there. But Kurt Angle was this machine, and he was this, like, killer. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the match, you know, they went back and forth. Kurt Angle wins. But then we had another match before the, uh, after that where Shawn Michaels wrestled, and then he went, won it again. But if you, if you go do yourself a favor – Go into the YouTube machine and watch both of those matches. 
they were like clinics. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, and these, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how else to like promote this, Bobby. So. No, it's good. I'm, I've got it on my screen right now, and just the whole thing, like, it's so good. Like, I mean, the crowd literally like clapped Shawn Michaels off of the ring afterwards. Like, right. it did the whole thing. Like, it's that good of a match, and obviously, Kurt Angle. I mean, like he was in modern wrestling anyways. It was like him. And I remember Ken Shanrock. It's like he had lethal weapons. He had to wear the gloves. But no, like, but like Kurt Angle was was Kurt Angle was a killer. You know what I mean? And then when they especially when he wrestled Shawn Michaels, he was a ultimate killer. And it's just like Shawn Michaels is coming in as like that guy that like, you know, like I'm just trying to get one more shot in there. And then like it was a match. Like I remember watching that as a I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, WrestleMania 21, I'm not sure what the year was. But I remember watching that match, and I'm just like, wow, I don't really care who wins. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, yeah. it was just... But it's crazy. Shawn, he, made, he made him tap out. Yeah, Shawn Michaels tapped out. Because would Shawn Michaels in 1998 have tapped out? No. But no. Shawn Michaels in 2005 did. And, like, Kurt Angle has, like, a bloody mouth. Like, uh, great. It's freaking great. You're, I mean, there's just, like... It's a long match too. They gave him thirty six minutes. Like, yeah, it, it was it was a clinic. And my I remember I sat there in the living room with myself and my dad. We were both watching the match. And um, God, my my dad was a big fan of like both guys. And he's just like, he's, and he told me he looked at me. He's like, like when they was going to like the go home part of it. And he goes, I don't care who wins. He's like, this is a dope match. And I was like, that's when because I, I wanted Shawn Michaels to win. You know what I mean? Because I hated Angle, but right. like, then when my dad told me that, I was just like, "No, you're right." You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's it's it doesn't matter because it was a clinic. And it it's was. Like, like, like I said, do yourself a favor, dial that into the Google machine, and then watch that match. Because yeah, I just basically have been spot just checking out highlights on Daily Motion. They were the whole match. Uh, WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood which I think is going to be um, coming up here soon. I think next year they're going to do a 20-year yeah. anniversary, so that'll be fun. Um, but I hope that neither of these guys wrestle on it. No, I hope not. No, I don't but want that. This is fantastic. Like, it's such a, such a good match. And it's cool because it's new enough that it's still modern. Like, sometimes right. the match of the week's, like, they're cool because they're historical. But it's like when you actually watch them... Um, it's more nostalgic than it is, like, awesome. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. I get it. And this one checks all the boxes. Like, it's just one of those great, great fucking match. And then, so here we go into our, as we are trying to reel it back in, we're going to into some uh, Inside well, okay. the Ring. Inside the Ring. So what we were going to talk about is this incredible documentary series. It is called... Dark side of the, of the ring. And the first season uh, was, I think, actually, I guess technically two years ago. I don't think it was actually two years ago, but I do believe it was in 2018. Um, maybe early 2019. Uh, it was by Vice, and it's really good. And wrestling is basically a really strong cultural part of our 20th century and when you go through the stories, especially back in the day, which 
with when you had these like regional promotions, you had all these different things. It's yeah. not like we know now yeah. when it's, it's like WWE and like a few other things. Like, and even these indie promotions are really big. Like, Impact's a big promotion compared sure. to what. Go ahead. No, it's cool. You're just like putting your thumb in front of my face. Uh, but, um, so, and they covered a lot of great stories in season one. We've talked about it multiple times, but we're really excited because season two is just about ready to kick out. And the first, so the first episode is one of the most compelling and tragic stories in wrestling. Absolutely. They're, and they're covering the Chris Benoit story, which is cool because. It need, like it's the first time mainstream media is really actually getting into it after the like shock factor moment, you know, and um, so we're really excited to see that. And like you watched the whole first season, what what would you tell people who hadn't seen it? Like if you're a wrestling fan, why why should you watch this show? Um, because so I watched the first half of it on the YouTube machine, and um, it's going to get you in depth of what. Nancy was in like within within the business, and then it's gonna get you what Chris was in in the business, and then I don't know what this I don't know what the second half has in store, but like it goes in it goes really in depth about what these people are about, and especially what what um Chris Benoit is about, and it's just like I don't what Chris Benoit like it here's the thing what Chris Benoit did was very heinous, it was disgusting, and but. I mean, it doesn't. It, I mean, I'm not gonna take away from what he did for the pro wrestling business in general. You know what I mean? So what we're trying to do here is talk about what Chris Benoit did for the professional wrestling business. I mean, I mean, I this is a hard one for me as well because it's like I worked with kids before I did this stuff. I hung out with kids. I have um, people that have, I know friends that have kids and like what Chris Benoit did was disgusting. I'm just telling you this like on a, on a, on a real tip, but we're trying to like take you to where like what he did for the business. And I just don't know. I really don't know where to go from here, to be honest with you. This is a hard one for me. Yeah. I think you took like a hard left there, Um, but we can kick out of it. No, but I think what, like I think what we really like is this series that Vice is doing because they go in depth on these stories like Chris Benoit. So a lot of people who aren't really into it, who who don't know, they just think of Chris Benoit as like this like psychopathic dude who did this heinous thing, like you said, which you can't take that away. But it's cool that what Vice does, and they did it in the first season when they really looked into like the first season they went through like uh, Owen Hart and like, right. Like, right. I mean, I'm just trying to like off the top of my head, remember like they're going in depth to these stories of these wrestlers and they're really shedding a light on one. Like it's a tough industry. Like people don't get it. You know, it's like, Oh, I get it. And then I really like the show because like, as much as they do the mainstream, like they did the Macho Man uh, and um, Liz. Thank you. Uh, they did that for season, but like they also do like 
some more nuanced and not necessarily as well-known stories to really shed a light on the industry as a whole. So if you're really if if you're listening to our podcast and you're you're getting into pro wrestling, like this is a great way, especially with WWE putting out terrible products. We don't know what AEW is going to do, but you've got these two seasons of really good documentaries to shed a light on, like the history of wrestling, you know. And it's like, and do yourself got- a favor though. Do yourself a favor because. This Benoit documentary, it's not going to, like, it's not going to go on to, like, what he did. It's going to, like, show you, like, the the, the backside of the business, you know what I mean? And so I just, it's hard for me, like, especially because he was one of my favorite wrestlers. And um, it was really hard for me to realize, like, what the, what the, um, what the cataclysmic, the cataclysmic, like, how cataclysmic what it was of what he did but like i want to keep remembering the good stuff that i can remember from him like how my dad introduced me to him how i like how i watched him as the pegasus kid in new japan how like when i saw him in wcw how i saw him wrestle chris jericho in new japan and like how like just all these i saw how i saw him embrace eddie guerrero when they both won the titles at wrestlemania 21 you know what i mean and so i, I this is how i want to remember him I don't want to remember him as the murderer. I want to remember him as the wrestler that I looked up to when I was a child. And I don't know if that makes any sense to you, Bobby, but that's the only thing that I can get out from here. No, I think it does. And I think like, you know, I mean, obviously I didn't watch the first half of the documentary, but I do know that Chris Jericho narrated it. So I feel that it's going to be somewhat even handed. I think it will be. It will be. And, it will be. In like the entirety of it. And that's one thing I really like about this series, the, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. It's like it really sheds a light on some of these things that we don't, especially like a generation of fans who are like, you know, can't see me and like they yeah. really they WWE polish stuff. their they've polished their image, but like underneath that polish, there's a lot of history of warts and things and like and that's one of the reasons we love it, too, because you, you go through those things and you start understanding, like, it really makes the people more human, the superstars more human. Right. Um, sure. You know, and it's and they didn't have the like back in the day, they didn't have the avenue like the stars do now to like bitch on Twitter and like right. pull the curtain back and do a YouTube show. So they were like stuck in it. Like, I mean, some people may or may not have been murdered because of the wrestling biz. Like that's the truth, and like, and that's what the series is is really shedding a light on. And what I like about it is like, like I said, if you like this podcast, please watch this show because it's it's just really good, and it's more than just like, you know, leg drops and um, pythons. Yep. And then on and on that note, we're gonna keep it here, and then so we're just gonna be like, hey, you guys stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. what you can do and, uh, and i don't uh, see any of you assholes outside no we're not going to uh yours truly xander hobbs ours truly in this life bobby b and we'll see you next week stay safe everybody boom